criteria, but one would be the ability to judge well, and then what kind of resonated a little bit more with me was a decision, a decision-making process in which an individual makes a discovery that can lead to a future action. Okay, that's one part of it. Can you read that again? Yeah, uh, a decision-making process in which an individual makes a, a discovery that can lead to a future action. And the second sentence of that is, in the process of Christian spiritual discernment, God guides the individual to help them arrive at the best decision. Okay, in the process of Christian spiritual discernment, God guides the individual to help them arrive at the best decision. Okay. So there's a couple of verses I just wanted to speak out about um, what God's talking about, about getting knowledge and seeking after Him. So there's a couple here. Um, in Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then in Proverbs again, 3, 5, and 6, in 3, 5, and 6, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. So we need to be trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, not uh, trusting in our own knowledge, because we, we ultimately lack enough knowledge to be able to accomplish all that we're meant to accomplish, right? And that's okay. We shouldn't feel insufficient or anything like that. That's that's okay to need God. It's actually what he's asking and he knew was gonna happen. We need to be him, right? Everything going okay so far? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of going through now. Well, at least that's good, man. Yeah. Good. Okay, so in hearing specifically and discerning what is actually coming from God. So when we do hear God's voice, when we do sense a picture or something that is we feel from God, how do we know that that's actually from God? Like how do we know that the verse that we got or the um, word that we have for somebody else or the instructions on what to do next is actually from God? So while I was looking at some of these things, I actually came across a preach from Rick Warren that Tom had sent me a while ago. And he had seven ways of actually sorting that out, actually discerning whether that was from God or not. And I am gonna copy those, but I am giving credit to Rick Warren. There you go. <laughs> um, but there's, I just want to expand just a little bit on each one of them. But these have always kind of resonated with me. Um, there's a couple of ones that I have not actually even thought of before that make a lot of sense. So number one, when we are discerning uh, something from God and making sure that it's from Him, we need to make sure that it agrees with the Bible. Okay? So whatever it is, whether it's a word or a picture or, a ver or something for somebody, we need to actually make sure that it agrees with the Bible. If it's, God's not going to contradict Himself. Okay? So we have, to, in order to do that, we have to understand and know the Bible and be consistently reading and learning God's Word. It's a weapon used in our spiritual and practical battles, okay? Um, number two, does it make me more like Christ? So that sounds exactly like the series we've been going through, the shift and being an apprentice to Jesus, right? 
Does it, does it make me more like Christ? Hearing from God is not uh, is not going to point us away from Him. So, does it make me and turn me into more of something like Christ? So, uh, number three, does my church family confirm it? Okay, this is this is important that we are able to trust and affirm each other, maybe correct each other if we need to. Um, this does not mean that every single thing that is given to you has to go through leadership specifically okay we have relationships in this church and we have people that are are very have a very strong walk with the Lord and those people can be trusted to, to help you discern whether something is from God or not okay so does that my church family confirm it number four is it consistent with how God has shaped me this was one of the ones that kind of challenged me. I kind of was like, hmm, okay, what, what does that get into? What does that mean? But what, um, what we're talking about here is, I'll, I'll read from Ephesians and then kind of break it down a little bit. So in Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, so God has created us specifically to do a task and uniquely gifted us to accomplish that task for the glory of God. Okay? So he has given me gifts that he has not given Tom, and vice versa. And that goes all the way around. He's created each and every one of us uniquely okay, to accomplish the task that he set for us. So that, that also means that you have something to do. Okay? So that doesn't mean that it's, oh, Tom's going to preach, so that's all sorted out. And he's going to be the spiritual uh, guidance for us. And that's, that's that. Yeah. It means that we are all tasked to do something. Okay? So is, God, is what God's speaking to you in line with how God has been shaping you? Uh, does it concern my responsibilities? So basically, are we trying to be the Holy Spirit... For somebody else. That one was kind of convicting, to be honest. I've had a few times in my life where I have tried to maybe be the Holy Spirit to friends or family, and it doesn't usually go well. <laughs> and probably because it's not from God. Um, in John 21, 22 here, it says, this is Jesus speaking to Peter. Um, Jesus said to him, if it is my will that you that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So it was a correction to him <clears throat> after he's asking about um, basically somebody else's walk. And he, Jesus is correcting him and saying, you follow me. Okay? And that was kind of a, I guess a, revelation in my heart that sometimes I wanted to speak out on behalf of the Holy Spirit to maybe guide or lead somebody in a way that wasn't my responsibility. And that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to want to speak into their life in certain ways. <clears throat> now, that doesn't mean that we can't ask questions or walk along with people, and if they're asking and willing and sharing, like we're talking about here, 
then definitely there's an opportunity for correction and guidance and, and leadership in that way. But uh, we don't need to be the conviction of the Holy Spirit to people. Mm -hmm. God can easily speak to any one of us and convict us of something that needs to be convicted. Um, number six. Um, is it convicting rather than condemning? Okay. God does not give us a spirit of condemnation or oppression. Okay. He will convict us so that we have an opportunity to bring that before him in repentance so that we, we may be set free of it, but he doesn't condemn us with no resolution. Okay? So if you're feeling a condemnation in something that you've received and there's no resolution to it, that's probably not from God. That's probably from the enemy trying to just hold you down or back from something that could be an opportunity. Okay? So God will convict us, but there's a resolution in that. There's a repentance. Okay? And number seven, do I sense God's peace about it? Okay? So God will not contradict himself. So if God is saying something to you and there's no peace about it, or there's no um, yeah, there's no peace about it, then it's likely not from God. A word from God should feel encouraging, sometimes challenging, but even while challenging, it shouldn't feel uh, like something against his word, or that there, yeah, that there should be a peace about it. Um, in first, first John 4, 1, there was something here that just kind of, <clears throat> I say, resonated with me about possibly hearing something from the Lord and you're not sure of whether that is or is not from Him. But I've had times in my life where I've heard something and I've, I've kind of thought it was from Jesus, but it also seemed a little off. And I wasn't even sure how to, not to just how go through these steps, how to go through these steps, but how do I ask God um, to clarify what it is or if it is him that's speaking to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're hearing something, but you're not entirely sure if that's actually from God, whether it's yourself, whether it's something else. Um, so 1 John 4, 1 here says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Okay, and then in verse 2, this is the testing in practice. So this is what I'm talking about. When you receive that word, how do you actually challenge it or make sure that it is from God? And so verse 2 in that says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Okay? So that can literally look like receiving a word. You're not 100% sure. God's not afraid for you to ask if that is actually from Him. Right? You could even say those words. You could even say, Lord, I've, I've heard this. I want to confirm that it is you. Does this word come from somebody or from something that confesses that Jesus Christ is king? Yeah. And he has the ability to let those things fall to the side mm -hmm. or to resonate with your heart or to even confirm it in a different way. Okay? But I don't think that we should, if it doesn't sit with you well, if it does not bring you peace, I don't think that you should just let it sit there. I think you need to take action on it. And that's one of the ways you can take action besides bringing it to somebody that you trust or know. Um, 
So that was some of the things I, I kind of thought about discernment. But then I have two more questions which are kind of similar to each other that our guests are the practical side of it, of actually being, once you have discerned something is from God, what is my responsibility when I do hear from God? And how do I use what God's spoken to me for his glory? So to me, um, we need to step into what God is speaking to us uh, and not away from it or putting it on a shelf or just for us to pull down later. Um, let's prayerfully consider what God's saying. Is it something for our church? Is it possibly a, a prophecy or an encouragement or a correction? Is it a conviction that we need to bring uh, back to him and allow him to work something out in our lives? Even if God is speaking an encouragement to us, let's take action in that. If he's encouraging us in something, let's, let's have a thankful prayer of faith and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for confirming that in my life. Thank you for encouraging me through this. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's take action in everything that he's actually speaking to us. I believe that hearing from God has always requires an action. Not always a huge, multi-layered, you know, 20-step process, but at least a reaction of praise to Jesus for loving us so well and caring enough about us to speak with us. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Really good. Okay. I don't really have a whole lot more, but what I did want to ask you guys is um, if we can just take a minute and just pray... We don't have to have some kind of everybody come up and tell us exactly what God told you. But I want us to, if we're talking about taking the time to actually listen and hear from God, let's hear from God. Let's do that this morning. Let's not move past it real quick, trying to move on to the next thing. Let's take a minute and just pray. We'll just pray at our seats. And just, even if you want to open your hands up and ask to receive something, um, if you do feel like you have something that you'd like to share, I'll talk to me about it and we'll share that. Um, but I think it's important that we make time and space for God to speak and for us to hear. Okay? So we'll just do that now and just pray for, we'll give ourselves a minute here and just pray and then, uh, and then I'll close this out in prayer, okay?
Lord, I thank you that you invite me to come to you and just take comfort in the silence and that I can just sit with you and hear your voice and just sit and be quiet. And, I, and there's just so much noise in this world. There's so much information being poured out everywhere. But that I take comfort in just being invited to sit with you in the silence and that you will speak to me gently and with peace and with joy. And I just feel a refreshing of just your comfort and what you have for me and for everybody here. Lord, I thank you that you love us so individually and specifically in what we, and you know what we need. And I just pray that we can silence everything that is not of you and that we can discern your voice more clearly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to hear from you, Lord. And thank you that we have a church family that you have created that we can bring these things to. And that we can trust in. And Lord, ultimately, that we can uh, give all glory back to you. So thank you. And pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.